0: What does what God's design for our life, for our, for our priorities in life look like? And just to catch you up a little bit, what we've, already, what we've already looked at, in week one we started off examining why God, our relationship with Him, following His commands, that's, that's our number one, that's our, that's our top box, that's our number one priority in life. Then we looked at the importance of marriage. God created marriage. He made it as, as a gift, so, something that should be cherished and, and should be lived in. Um, and he has a design for that. So out of that, we looked at, well, marriage, husbands, what, what does that mean? What does that mean for you to, to love and honor and respect your wife? Wives, submit to and honor, and honor your husbands. What, what does that look like for you? Uh, do we have God first, spouse second um, in, our, in our life priorities there? And last week, uh, in, our, in our third box, we're, we're talking about family, children, parents. That, that's our third priority. So last week Pastor Brandon uh, talked to us about parents. Parenthood is also a gift and and, and what is what is that like to, to do that well, to, to have the gift, the blessing of children. Um, when we are imperfect people, when we when we do mess up, when we're not and we're not gonna parent the way God parents, as the famous book is is titled. We're not we're not able to do that perfectly. We're not able to to fully do that. But but God is the perfect parent. He is the perfect father and we have we have his example um, in his word of how we can aspire to do that and, and even when we fall short, um, we have his grace and we have his provision that, that he is the one uh, who, who in, in him were made righteous. So this week the other side the other side of that coin parents um, how, how are we supposed to do that for children children what, what is our role uh, as as parents so, if you've missed any of these past messages, or you want to re listen to them, they're all they're all posted on EmmausRoadOnline.org. If you want to get caught up, or just or just have a refresher, you can listen to them at your after your or at your leisure. Uh, hopefully, after right now, not right now during this message, but um, if you need to, okay, that's that's fine. Um, the last few weeks, like I kind of unpacked, we've spoken to fairly specific audiences: wives, husbands, parents. Uh, but this week, I'm excited to bring a message to children, which. In theory, is all of you, is everyone children in the room? Yeah, at some point, yeah? Um, so let's dive in. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 6 today. There's a couple other passages that I'm going to jump around and use as well, but the core of this we're going to use today is uh, Ephesians 6, starting at verse 1. Uh, the words are going to be up on the screen here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. It's the Apostle Paul writing here, the, the quotations he's, he's quoting from uh, Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 is where, where the Ten Commandments are handed down to the people of Israel, the people of God, and he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life. On the earth. Pretty clear. Everyone get it? I think we're done. Yeah? We're going to dive in a little, a little more. What, is, what does it mean? How can we honor? How can we obey? We're, we're, we're sinners. How, how, can we, how can we do this in a way that is honoring to our parents? Let's pray. We'll dive in a little deeper. Father God, thank you for this day of life. Thank you for the blessing of, of being able to gather Praise your name to be filled by the truth of your word. Uh, the words you've given me in this time, I pray that they are, they are useful uh, for the building up of your church. Uh, bless the study that's, ar- that's already happened and the, uh, the words that uh, you have for me to communicate to your people. I pray they are truthful and in line with, with your meaning, with your word, with your love for us. Give us all open ears, and hearts to receive them, that we may be built up in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I already mentioned, this is he's kind of riffing, quoting off of the handing down of the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5, if you want to do a little more independent study on that. And in handing down, the, the commandment actually says, honor your father and mother. In, in God's in God's words, obey is not in there. But in but in our text today, Paul uses the word children obey your parents. So so where does that come from? Are those are those the same thing? They're, they're, I, th- I think they're different, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna support that a little bit. But um, it's clear though that the Bible still places a great deal of emphasis on children obeying their parents as well. Children are to honor their parents at all times, especially when children are young though, that honor most often takes the form of obedience. They're learning, they're following, uh, they're they're hopefully being trained and and built up in good ways, so so it should be, they should be able to follow, they should be able to obey. Obedience can be a part of how we honor our parents, but that's not all of, of, of honoring our parents. Honor is not simply obedience. Paul has chosen in, in this text today, and there's also, uh, he wrote the letter to the Colossians as well, chapter 3 is a very similar passage in which he also says, children, obey your parents. So this, this had to have been important. Something uh, in, in God's working in his life, in his study of the Scriptures, compelled him to, to really harp on this, this aspect of obedience. Why would Paul emphasize this particular aspect of honor? I think it's because of how readily... We can disobey. Mark, can I use you for a second? And and Carissa. What's something that you might give instruction to Carissa to do on on a given day? Clean your room. room. When Mark, when your dad asks you to clean your room, what is the last thing in the world that you want to do? Clean your room, right? (laughs) Right? Isn't, Isn't... Somehow, in, in our sinful, fallen, broken selves, we're honed for rebellion. Someone tells me to do that, I'm not going to do that. And if I decide to do that, it's going to be my choice. Dad, I, I don't need to hear that from you. I'm going to clean my room on my own. I, I can do it, right? And yet, Paul emphasizes this so much. Because of sin, we're, we're naturally predisposed to rebel, to God, to our parents, It was true of the children in the Bible when the Ten Commandments were handed down and the ones who were reading, who were hearing this message from Paul. It's true of us today. We have cute little catchphrases for for the terrible twos and fours are a tough age or now we have a teenager in the house. Uh Uh-oh. We expect this to go poorly. (laughs) As parents, we anticipate disobedience from our children. Where but that's clearly not God's design. So, where did we get this messed up? How did we get here? That's why we're doing this sermon series. Because somewhere along the way, we lost track. We lost track of these priorities, and and we've fallen to sin. And, and they're not in line. We're not living life to the full as God intended. So, from the Bible, we can know that that parents, you're right to to expect obedience from your children. Uh God God gave you the privilege of of having children to to raise up, hopefully, in Him. But but that's a privilege. Children are right to show honor to their parents through their obedience. The importance of this obedience, though, is even within this, obedience to their parents, children are trained up to be respectful of other authorities, teachers, governments, other leaders, and God. As it relates to parents and, and their young children... This, this obedience, yes, it should happen when they're young. It, it, it should be in place. Hopefully they're following a good example, and, and they'll obey and follow that good example. It might change a little bit when we're out of the, out of the provision and care of our parents. Adult, adult children, I don't think you're held to that same measure of strict, absolute obedience to your parents once, once you are adults. But as we think about this together as young children and and as adult children together in this room obedience at its core is to submit to the will the request of a person who rightfully holds that position of authority we believe here that god is the singular highest authority that, that we have and we also believe that he has placed parents in a position of authority over their children fathers are the head head of the household Christ is the head of the church. Where he's placed that, he's given that position of authority to them. Obedience is a child's display of that honor, honoring that authority. I want to I say it again. This, this is not a blind obedience, just, just an absolute submission to everything. If our, if our parents command us to break earthly laws or God's laws... I don't believe the, the Bible is telling us to be obedient to a T on, on those parental commands. At, at that point, we would submit to the higher authority, the, the authority that God's placed, put in place, either, either the government or himself. If we, we, our parents' authority cannot overrule the authority of God. This is a picture of what obedience looks like, but we already, we already talked about it's not the whole picture of honor. So what is honor? First, the first time we really see honor, the, the word honor in, as the Ten Commandments are handed down in this, in this fifth commandment, is a Hebrew word, kaved. That's the word for honor, and it actually refers to uh, a measure of weight, something, something that is heavy or significant, um, so something that would, that would hold value. To, to, to honor something is to value something. To honor our parents, we attach great worth to them and great value to our relationship with them. This means, practically, as we're living it out, that to honor our parents, we're to treat them with kindness, gentleness, love, and respect. We're to speak well about them. As, as adult children, as, as we have more responsibilities and, and more independence, um, there may come a point where we need to ensure that our parents are cared for. It comes back to, to caring for them, even to make provision for them when necessary. Dennis Rainey is the co-founder of Family Life, and he he puts honor this way as he describes it in the family. Honor is an attitude accompanied by actions that say to your parents, you are worthy, you have value, you are the person that God in his sovereignty placed in my life. Do we always have that attitude towards our parents? Carissa, when your dad asks you to clean your room, is that your... Is that your response? Yes, Dad. God put you right here to tell me to clean my room. <laughs> I don't do it well either all the time. We ah, we can't perfectly keep God's law. We don't always have that loving attitude. Wouldn't that be great if just every moment we could just say, Mom, Dad, you are worthy. You have value. You are the person God sovereignly placed in my life. That would be awesome but we fall short of that, unfortunately. We are broken in a world of sin. We can't perfectly keep God's law. We can't perfectly keep his command to honor your father and mother. And yet, God has still told us that in his sovereign will, in his divine purpose, there's a huge significance on honoring our parents. In reading the fifth commandment, there, there are two Great blessings related to honoring our parents. It's actually in our text, Paul says, which is the first commandment with a promise. Um, th- there's kind of there's an implied promise to, to all the all the ten commandments that that we will uh, that we will experience the steadfast love of the Lord when when we keep His commands. But this commandment, the fifth commandment, is the first one that has like an additional an additional carrot out there, if, if you will, for, for keeping this commandment. But that also speaks to how important this really is. Verse 3 says, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. That's, that's the additional promise, a long life and a good life. In the New Testament, our passage today and, and kind of the corollary passage in Paul's letter to the Colossians, Colossians chapter 3 We find there's one more great blessing. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Our honor towards our parents makes God happy. Why? Because when we honor our parents, we're honoring the God who in his sovereignty planned to give us parents. Our honor towards our parents pleases and glorifies God, his plan, his sovereignty, his purpose. So how do we do this? How, how, how do we honor our parents? i have tried not to paint a really grim picture of, of our failure. I, I, don't, I don't want you to feel beat, beat up this morning by how we can't do it. Um, but I think that's our reality. We do fall short of, God, of God's perfect plan here. How, how do we do this? How can we practically honor our parents? Do we just run up to mom and dad each morning and say, I honor you? Uh, we're good for today? Okay. See you tomorrow. Um... More than that, we've already talked about, there, there's actions that, ac- that accompany these words. And I think a really good place to start is, is somewhat related to what we talked about last week, too. As we talked about imperfect parenting, we're, all, we're also imperfect children, and I think the first way we can honor our parents is to forgive them, to extend them the grace given us. Some of you may have really difficult stories of your past with your parents. You're sitting there right now. You're telling me I'm supposed to honor this parent who, who's hurt me, who, who's, who's neglected me. You, you don't know my life. I don't. I know what God's word is, is saying to us, though, here. Um, and there isn't necessarily an exception in, in these verses. Um, God's placed our parents in our lives to honor them. Romans 13, 7 says, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to whom honor is owed. Our our verse simply says, the, the fifth commandment simply says to honor our parents. It doesn't say to do it only if they're perfect, only if they never wrong us, it simply says to honor them. So no matter what their sins are in our past, what they've done to you, I think it's still honoring for us to forgive them, to extend them grace, to extend them love. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not trying to paint that picture. But I think that is what this text is calling us to. Whether the shortcomings are are large or small, they may have had anger or made unwise decisions for us, had unrealistic expectations for our lives. I think we have a choice to either harbor resentment for them or... Forgive and honor them and bring glory to God in that. They aren't perfect. We're not going to perfectly honor them either, though. So I think there's room for grace. Another way I think we can live this out is is to simply speak well of them. Words can build up. Words can tear down. We can speak well of our parents privately and and publicly. You don't have to lie about it. You don't have to paint some false picture of of who they are in your lives or what they do but build them up, affirm them. If, if you experience their goodness, their care as, as parents, voice your appreciation. Voice your kindness to them. If you're seeking wisdom or, or advice, seek it out from them first. You don't absolutely have to follow it, but, but it's affirming to them to know, to know that you care for them. You, ca- you care for their opinion, their wisdom, their insight from their experience on your lives. And with this, Don't tear them down when they fall short. There's there's a God who's a ruling authority over them that that they have to answer to that your words of tearing them down are are not going to transform them into the parent that you maybe wish they were. Even if you're sitting there today and you can't think of any kind words, maybe maybe you can't, about your father or mother, you can still honor the position of parenthood, the plan of parenthood that, that God has set down by not tearing down your parents, by not venting about the ways you felt wronged by your parents, by not dismissing motherhood or fatherhood for others. The first way I suggest we could do this is, is forgiving them, extending grace and love to them. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just making suggestions I think I think our text is speaking to here of how, how we can honor them. Finally, this, and this is... Super practical for some of you and in your in your life right now and and some of you are like Ava, and you're still much very being supported by your parents. You're not necessarily supporting them, but that's that's something the Bible calls us to as well to to support them emotionally, logistically, maybe even financially at, at some point when when the time comes. First Timothy five uh, compels the church to care, to care for this the sick, the elderly, and the children, even, even when the children return return to their parents, um, when, when they come back to care for them in their old age. We can show them support in those ways, express confidence in the decisions that, that they've made by listening to them, by obeying uh, what they have designed for us, as long as they're in line with earthly laws and God's law. So we can pull that off, right? Sound good? We're just... Equipped, ready to go, march in orders. Let's do this, honoring our parents thing. It's not that easy. I, w- I wish it was. It sounds hard to faithfully honor our parents all the time. We need to lean on God's grace for us. We need to extend that to our parents. We have a model in the Bible of what the honor and, and obedience of a perfect child is. You know who that is? Jesus. Yeah. We see honor and obedience perfectly displayed in him. He was fully God, yet he was born fully man to earthly parents. And he willingly, joyfully, and perfectly honored them both, Mary and Joseph both. There's a story in in Luke 2 that we see his childhood obedience in. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and and was submissive to them. He, He was a youth Aware of his godliness, aware of his divinity, and yet he had earthly parents that that he submitted to, that he followed, that he obeyed. We see his honor, as an adult child, we see his honor modeled when in the moments before his death, he's hanging on the cross. He sees his mother and the the disciple whom he loved, John, are standing there watching their beloved friend and, and son die. Jesus saw his mother and said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And to the disciple, Behold, this is your mother. And that hour the disciple took her to his own home. Even in his dying breath, Jesus was honoring his, his mother, ensuring that she had provision, someone to care for her when he, when he was no longer, no longer here. He honored her in that way. Just as Jesus honored and obeyed his earthly mother and father, he honored and obeyed his heavenly father. In all he did, he spoke well of his Father. He directed glory to him. He carried out his will. He he wasn't bad-mouthing God to his disciples. Yeah, the old man upstairs, he's got this crazy plan for me to die on this cross and save the whole world. That's not the joy, that's not the Jesus that we see in the Gospels. He spoke of God's plans in a way that was respectful and reverent. Even when he requested for the burden to be lifted from him, he said, if it is your will would this burden pass from me? He, he would still submit, to not, I can't do this, God. I, need, I didn't need you to take this. Whether you like it or not, I need you to remove this. He, even in that moment, if it is your will, let this pass from me. We see this honor and obedience from Jesus to his Father in heaven. Philippians 2.8 says, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus honored and obeyed God's will. If we want to do this for, for our earthly parents, we can learn from Jesus' example. Parents, children in the room right now, I know it's crazy to think about, but someday you're probably going to be parents too, so, so listen up. If we want to see our children grow up learning to honor and obey the, us as parents, we must teach them about Jesus. He was and is God's son. Those who confess their sins and believe that He is Lord are sons and daughters of God, too. And it's through His amazing grace that we can call God our Father, too. He's the example of how to perfectly obey God's perfect law. He did it. You've already heard me say, we can't do it perfectly. He did it perfectly for His perfect Father, for our sake. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your sovereign will, your divine plan in our lives. Thank you for the blessing of parents. Thank you for the blessing of you as our Father in heaven. Even as you're caring for the birds of the air and the flowers in the fields, how much more do you care for the children who love you? Keep us close to you. Fill us with strength and peace and grace to honor our earthly parents in a way that honors you. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you more for the gift of grace, the gift of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.